Hey guys, welcome to Hallowed Groundling. This is Erin. I'm so excited that you've decided to join me for another Flashback Friday Fright Fest. I love saying that. Um, and this is a really exciting topic that I'm going to cover today. I'm super psyched um, to, to talk about this with you guys. The first thing that I wanted to say, though, was I wanted to say thank you for the support that the site and all the social media accounts are getting. I'm so excited. I've just seen so many wonderful new, you know, horror fans and people that do reviews and just all these great people. And and I'm, I'm so excited. I don't think I would have discovered them if I hadn't, you know, started this. So I'm really excited. I'm, I'm like, there's so much coming up this summer that I'm, I'm really psyched to bring to you guys. And I just love the positive support and the feedback. So I just wanted to say a big thank you for the people that are, are helping and following and listening and liking and, you know, just giving me their feedback. I love it. So thank you so much. Uh, I wanted to talk about this week for the Flashback Friday Fright Fest, the subject of urban legends. So urban legends are something that have always fascinated me. I think they're amazing. I love these stories that have come from just some basic, you know, small tale and they morph into you know, they go all over the world. They go all over the place. People hear them. People think they know somebody that it happened to because a friend tells them that, oh, yeah, that happened to my friend, but Lord knows it probably didn't or might have. Who knows? And I love that about them. And, of course, they have this wonderful, spooky vibe to them, you know, um, the majority of them. I mean, there are ones that aren't spooky, but a lot of them are. A lot of them are very creepy, and I think, you know, they're cautionary tales in a way. But some things, you know, they came from real life stories. So I've just always been fascinated with them. And I thought this would be a really fun subject to cover for the Flashback Friday Fright Fest to cover some of the media books, movies that have been the subject urban legends. So here we go. Um, and also as a little bit of a change from last week's um, Flashback Friday Fright Fest where we did Stephen King adaptations. I'm not going to pick any that I don't like. I, I thought this would be kind of a, a cool positive. That's not always going to be a thing that I do. I, I don't like always being negative. I like, you know, talking about things that I, I love. So that would be more fun, I thought. There's enough negativity out there. I think we can all use some positivity. <laughs> so the first thing that I wanted to talk about was this wonderful book that I have uh, called The Big Book of Urban Legends. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's this wonderful graphic novel. It um, is adapted from the works of Jane Harold Brunvand by Robert Lauren Fleming and Robert F. Boyd Jr. It's by Paradox Press. And I've had, so I had the book many years ago and I loved it and I lost it. I think I lent it to a friend and then never got it back. I don't remember for, you know, exactly what happened to it. It was just one of those things. And probably about five years ago, I was telling a friend of mine about the book. And of course, he's so lovely. He went out, he found it, he got it for me and surprised me, which was an amazing surprise. And it's this really cool book that covers basically the whole gambit of urban legends, like any any urban legend you can think of. And if it's a popular one, there's probably about four versions of it in the book. So it's a really cool book if you get a chance to pick it up. It's called The Big Book of Urban Legends again. Um, and it's it's just excellent. It's got all of these amazing, you know, beautiful drawings. It's it's drawn beautifully, um, really well done, uh, not for kids. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I don't know. You can give your kids whatever you want. I don't want to say that. But, you know, it's just, it's this really cool 
uh, book of urban legends. So I do like it a lot. Now onto the movies. Um, so the first movie that I'm going to cover is When a Stranger Calls, which is the 1979 version. I know it was remade, um, I believe in 2003, if I'm not mistaken, but the 2003 version, and I know I said I wasn't going to be negative, but it's really not worth a mention to me. I mean, it was, it was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't, you know, had some jump scares in it, but it didn't have any of the power of the original When a Stranger Calls from 1979. So a little bit of back story on it. I, uh, my initial, you know, involvement in seeing it. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. What but my initial viewing of it, I was very young. I was about I want to say I was about 14 the first time I saw it. This was after the whole pet cemetery debacle that I talked about in the last podcast that I could actually start to handle um, you know, horror movies again. And my mom showed it to me. I remember because she had seen it. Now, I was born in 1978. It came out in 1979. My mom and her younger brother, my Uncle Bobby, they went to see it in the movie theater. My mom left me with my grandmother, and she, she hadn't been out much, you know, so she, like, wanted a nice night out, so she went out and, you know, and they went to see it, and it it terrified her when she saw it. And the funny thing was, and this is the wonderful part of my mom, who's amazing, <laughs> is when I watched the movie, I was like, wow, at the end. And my mom turned to me and she said, that was scary, wasn't it? And I said, yeah. And she said, you know why it's really scary? And I said, no, why? She said, because it could really happen <laughs> with this like ominous kind of voice. And if I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you ever want to know why I'm as weird as I am, you meet my mother. And if you hear all these stories, you understand why I'm as weird as I am. So yeah, <laughs> that was my initial viewing of When a Stranger Calls. So here's a little bit of backstory on When a Stranger Calls, if you're not as familiar. So it was directed by Fred Walton. Um, the writer was Stephen Feck. And it was basically, so uh, Tony Beckley is in it, um, who plays Kurt Duncan, who's basically the horrible man upstairs. The urban legend that it's based on is the babysitter in the house getting the calls and the calls are coming from inside the house, which is a very famous urban legend. And it was done so beautifully. I mean, the movie is incredibly creepy. Um, and so that let me continue on with the cast. So as I said, Tony Beckley plays Kurt Duncan, who is the, um, the man upstairs. Um, and then Carol Kane is the babysitter. Her name's Jill Johnson in the movie. Um, Charles Durning plays a police officer named John Clifford. And there's also a wonderful cameo by Colleen Dewhurst, who is brilliant, and she plays the character Tracy. So it the basic story is, you know, she goes over to babysit, she starts getting these phone calls, and uh, the person on the other end of the phone keeps saying, have you checked the children? Very, like, ominously. And, of course... She hangs up on him, you know, and the calls happen enough that she ends up calling the police. They put a trace on the phone and, of course, find out that, you know, he's inside the house. But that's that's just the beginning. The wonderful part of this movie is it's not just that shock moment of when you find this out, which is scary enough. It actually continues on and goes on years later 
where you find out what happened to Kurt and they follow Kurt around. And he, he's so beautifully played by Tony Be- um, Beckley, who um, was a, a, dra- a dramatic academy graduate. He's from, he's from England. Uh, he was a stage actor, big stage actor. And he did this. He actually died not long after this movie came out. He died in like 1980, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, he's just so sad and you kind of feel bad for him if you, like, you keep having to, like, kind of recall to yourself what he did in the movie. So it's a really great film because it's layered and it's so spooky. It's just set up in this way where, you know, you have this big shock at the beginning that everybody knows what it's about. And then it it surprises you because when it unravels and you see the actual story, it's a really moving, moving piece, you know, and they go to Jill Johnson, you know, Carol Kane's character leader. And it's a really excellent film. Charles Durning's amazing, as I said, as um, also as the police officer who's kind of made it his mission to follow Kurt, you know. Um, and it's just a really well done, well, well made film. And I love it. I, I've watched it multiple times. I notice new things when I watch it again, you know, little moments and little, um, little asides and little things I didn't think about before. So it's, it's really excellent. So it's the original when a stranger calls from 1979. Excellent. As I said, the remake, you could leave the remake in my opinion, uh, they also did a sequel, When a Stranger Calls Back, which is super cheesy. Um, it's really cheesy. And Carol Kane comes back and plays Jill Johnson again, and Charles Durning also comes back. But it's a whole other story. It's a whole other girl. Um, Meg Tilly's in it, um, who I like, you know, but it's kind of, it's just a kind of bad it was a t- made-for-TV movie. It's not incredibly good. I will suggest, though, if you get a chance to watch the Riff Tracks version. Riff Tracks are the guys that did, like, MST3K, who I love. And the, it's really funny that their version, their Riff Tracks version of When a Stranger Calls Back is even better than watching the original movie. So if you get a chance, watch it. So that was the first movie. So moving on, um, I wanted to talk about, I mean, obviously I have to talk about the movie Urban Legend, <laughs> which was um, came out in 1998. Uh, Jamie Blanks was the director. Uh, the writer was Silvio Horta. And so a basic kind of premise for this movie, it's, it's basically like, oh God, at least seven or eight urban legends, like famous urban legends. And, and the premise, if you don't know what it is, is that it's a campus, it's a college campus. There's this girl that goes there, uh, Natalie, who is, uh, you know, she's she's kind of a little, like, troubled, and she, all of these deaths start happening on the campus that's, that she's on. And, you know, and the story unravels, and you find out that she was part of kind of an urban legend thing where somebody died, and it was, it was like this whole thing. And all of these urban legend deaths start happening all around her people. She knows they're all dying left and right all around her in different urban legend ways. So it's, it's, I mean, and it's a decent film. I think actually beyond decent, I think it's a good film. It's, it's really, it's very much like in that, you know, uh, scream time where all of those films were coming out after scream that were very hip and cool. Like, you know, I know what you did last summer and, you know, which 
I mean, they're not the greatest, you know, horror films of all time, but I like them. I think they're cool and slick and fun and original. You know what I mean? Even actually, I mean, I know everything kind of like repeats itself, but they weren't like remakes. Like we went through that giant glut of remakes. They were like these very interesting, hip, cool movies. And and some of them have have great moments in them. I really like them. And I do like Urban Legend a lot. Um, It has a great cast of, of really interesting people. Uh, Jared Leto is in it, who is amazing. He plays Paul. Um, Alicia Witt plays Natalie. Rebecca Gayhart, uh, the Noxzema girl, plays uh, Brenda. Michael Rosenbaum, who I love. I love him so much. He's in Sorority Girls, and he played Lex Luthor on Smallville. Um, he plays Parker. Loretta Devine is in it. She plays a security guard on campus named Reese. Um, Joshua Jackson uh, from... Um, Dawson's Creek, he's in it. Tara Reed is in it. Uh, John Neville plays the Dean. And then, of course, um, there's two great cameos, two great horror classic cameos. Daniel Harris, who is in uh, Halloween 4 and 5, and also in the Rob Zombie Halloweens. She plays Tosh. And then uh, Robert England plays Professor Wexler, and he's great in it, because Robert England's great in everything. I love him. So it's a really good movie. Um, I, I think it's, like... Like I said, it, it's interesting, and I mean, of course, there's, like, twists in it, so I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give too much away so that you guys can watch it if you haven't seen it before. But basically, it's like, like I said before, every urban legend you can think of, you know? <laughs> well, not every, but it, there's a lot of them. You know, they, they talk about a lot of them, and they kind of explore them during the movie. So it's a really, you know, it's a, it's a fun, cool 90s horror film, post-scream, that same kind of um, feel to it. So... Check it out if you haven't seen it. I I think you guys would really like it. I'd love to hear what you think if you've never seen it before. So the next one on the list, which is a movie I may cover again because I absolutely love it, is Candyman. Now, Candyman came out in 1992. Um, Bernard Rose directed it. Uh, It was written from a story by Clive Barker, and Bernard Rose also helped adapt that. Um, Virginia Madsen, the wonderful Virginia Madsen, plays Helen, and Tony Todd plays Candyman in it. Now, Candyman isn't based on a a real urban legend, um, the character itself of Candyman. A little bit of backstory. So this woman, she's a graduate student, Virginia Madsen's character, Helen, and her and her uh, partner that are writing their thesis, they are exploring this urban legend called the Candyman, And he's basically this creature, not creature. He's a, he's a man um, who is killing people in a project in Chicago. Um, and of course, Cabrini green. I was like, I can't remember the name of the project, but it's Cabrini green, which is a real place in Chicago. And he's killing off people in there. And they go there to kind of explore the myth and find out what people think and if they believe in it and why they believe in it. So, and as they're doing that, of course, she ends up summoning Candyman to come. And Tony Todd brilliantly and beautifully plays Candyman. I love Tony Todd. He's wonderful. Um, if you don't know who he is, I mean, he was in Tom Savini's remake of Night of the Living Dead. Um, he's been in a lot. If you, if you probably know him, if you saw him, he's this very imposing, very tall African-American man and he's a wonderful actor and I love him. And he was really great in Candyman as that, you know, foreboding, horrible character. 
for those of you who haven't seen Candyman, I've, I feel really bad for you. You need to go out and see it as soon as possible if you're a horror fan, uh, especially if you're a new horror fan, because I think it's something that needs to be seen. It is such a creepy movie. I, I remember I saw this movie when I was about 15. I watched it with a friend of mine, and it totally creeped me out. And I remember actually watching it much later with my ex-husband, and we watched it. And he was, we actually, we could, we thought we could hear breathing in our apartment after we watched it because it had really, it gets under your skin. It's a movie that's really creepy and very scary. I, I love it. I, I, it still, it still creeps me out to this day when I watch it. It's got this very kind of soft vibe underneath it. It's, it's super violent, um, but not over the top where it's like not necessary. It's actually necessary, but it's, it's really scary and um, just a frightening tale. And I love I love it. I've watched it over and over again. Now, the reason I say like I put it into the urban legend is because it is supposed to be based on an urban legend. And, you know, of course, there's the famous urban legend about the man with the hook on his hand where the couple's like in the car and they're making out and they hear scratching, scratching, scratching. And then they end up taking off and there's like the hook in the door when they end up getting to where they go they see the hook and they hear on the radio that there's a guy with a bloody hook on his hand that's out so it's kind of based on that but it's it's got so much more of a mythos to it with the the character when they uncover his whole backstory and why he's doing what he's doing why he's there um he's also summoned very much like bloody mary which is a famous urban legend about the when you look in the mirror and you say bloody mary three times she appears uh, Candyman does the same thing. So it it does, it takes from a lot of little urban legends, but, you know, the character itself is kind of put together um, outside of that and, and, and made his own urban legend, even from these famous ones. So it's a favorite. You have to check it out. I don't want to give too much away, especially if you haven't seen it. Please go out and see it as soon as possible because it's just incredible. So the last movie that I'm going to talk about is one that... I really, um, really highly suggest that you see if you have not seen it yet. Uh, it's a movie called Killer Legends. Uh, it came out in 2014. It was directed by Joshua Zeman. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, and it is a documentary about urban legends and their origin stories basically so what he did was he went back and he just kind of found out the story where tracked back where these urban legends came from and he goes to the places and interviews people that were involved and all that and it's a really well done movie and if um you haven't seen this one you may have seen his other movie called cropsy which is also amazing and kind of also has an urban legend vibe to it it's set out in staten island and it's this whole story about a killer on staten island and he lived there. So this was like his life and his, like growing up, he heard about these stories. And so he decided to make this movie about it. Cropsy is an excellent, excellent documentary. And then Killer Legends is just as good. And so in Killer Legends, he he talks about, um, he talks about the Candyman, uh, which is not like, he references the movie Candyman in it, but um, the Candyman was an actual, actually about kids' Halloween candy getting poisoned. Um, so like we've all heard that, you know, check your candy because there's like razor blades in the, you know, in the candy and, you know, you're going to die if your parents don't check it. So he talks about that a little bit. Um, he also talks about, uh, the hook as well, like the hook on the hand. So he does cover the Candyman 
um, you know, storylines during that. Then um, he also talks about uh, clowns and the fear of clowns that has come out. Um, I mean, it's still going strong, I think, because of it, you know. But at the time, there, there was a there was a period of time where there was all these like creepy clown sightings and people were claiming that clowns were like pulling kids into cars or, or trying to lure them into vans and everything like that. So, um, he goes kind of back in and like figures out, you know, that, um, he, he's in Chicago and he talks to basically it's like he, he tracks it back to John Wayne Gacy who, you know, John Wayne Gacy was the serial killer who dressed like Pogo the clown when he would go to hospital events. Um, one little tidbit from this, and I have to mention it because it always fascinates. I think I've seen the, this documentary like two or three times, and every time I've seen it, it fascinates me that they talked to one of the investigators who worked on the John Wayne Gacy case, and he said that the reason that they knew that like something was wrong, like with the clowns, when they did research on it, is that Pogo, when John Wayne Gacy would be Pogo, he would have sharp lines, so he would have sharp lines around his mouth and sharp lines over his eyes. And he actually does. If you look, he's got like triangles around his eyes and clowns don't, don't do sharp edges because it scares children, which I found fascinating. I never, they, when they had done research and they found this out, the um, investigator for uh, the case that the um, documentary filmmaker talks to says this. And I thought that was just an amazing piece of information. So every time I see a clown, I'm always looking to see if they have sharp edges on their face. I'm always looking. I'm like, if they have a sharp edge, I'm not going anywhere near. I mean, I don't like going near clowns anyway. I don't have a fear of clowns. I don't, but there's something about them that's definitely like a little, I'm cautious. I've I've watched enough horror that I think I'm I'm cautious now that I watch them and a little weird. I I don't begrudge them. I think it's a great thing to do. I love performers, so I'm, I'm fine with that. Anyway, no offense to any clowns out there. You're great. <laughs> but uh, Killer Legends is a great movie. It's a wonderful film about urban legends, and you can get a lot of great information. It's it's really well done. It's It's got a great spooky vibe to it. He uses great music, and he tells the story really well, and he's obviously super passionate about it. Um, he also goes around with his writer, uh, Rachel Mills, who's, I, I think they're like friendly. And they seem to be like friends, and they go around together, so they're really interesting to watch and as they discover all of this information and uncover things, it's really fascinating to watch them. So it's a great movie. I would definitely check it out. So that's it guys. Um, that's my Friday podcast for you guys. Um, my flashback Friday fright fest, and I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, please let me know if you have any, you know, requests, anything that you'd like to hear. I have some really fun podcasts coming up for this summer. A few guests are going to be coming very soon. I'm super excited about that. I think it'll be a lot of fun to have like a conversation during these. So we'll have some really fun ones coming. And coming up this week, uh, there's a few things. So Hereditary is coming out on Friday with Tony Collette, which looks amazing. If you guys haven't checked out the trailer yet, it looks awesome. I I'm like really excited to see that movie. It looks very scary. Um, so I'm super excited to see that one. And then also on Friday, we have the brand new Halloween trailer is coming out. Uh, I've, I've Instagrammed and Facebooked and tweeted it. Uh, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see the trailer. Uh, I did put up some pictures. We, there were a few pictures that were up, um, like that they put up like three or four pictures from the movie and you got kind of a first look at what Michael looks like. 
Uh, he looks very tall. He looks very big. Um, you know, kind of like the, the Rob Zombie tall. Not quite as dirty as the Rob Zombie one, but, but definitely tall. Um, I'm really excited. I can't wait to see this. I like. I love that, that Jamie Lee Curtis is back. I love that Laurie Strode's back. Um, and I'm just really excited to see what they're going to do with the story. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see what, like where they're going to go with it. So I'm going to be doing a reaction video on Friday with that. I'm going to be, uh, giving you my reaction to the initial time that I see the trailer. And I can't guarantee that if it isn't exciting, I won't like be squealing and all happy and excited. So this should be a lot of fun. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. Thank you, as I said, once again, for joining me for Flashback Friday Fright Fest, where we covered urban legends. Stay spooky. See you guys soon. Bye.